0: Hello, I'm Robin Gallagher and welcome to Ripples. Throughout our program, a series of guest speakers will share words of wisdom from their life experience and we will offer you a series of meditations so that you can take some time just to stop and listen to that voice within, that voice of the spirit. So come and enjoy some inspired voices and treasured stillness and allow the ripple effect to begin. I welcome Patricia Thomas back to our program today. In the first episode, Patricia spoke about the value of naming experiences and of becoming more conscious of our own responses to challenging experiences. In this second episode, Patricia will explore some strategies which can assist with emotional regulation and agility, and she will reflect on the place of God in this time of turmoil. You've spoken at different times about some of the practices that can help us in this. Are there any others that you would recommend or suggest for either students or or even us as adults that you could add to that collection you've already spoken to? Well,
1: I think the first and foremost is just taking time, even if it's five minutes a day, and just being still and getting into your body. And that starts with the breath. And no one likes to be told, you know, when you're, Reacting or acting out, you know, calm down or just breathe. They're throwaway lines, but there's truth in them. Focus on the breath, stop. And simply, the simplest way is to focus on your outward breath. Forget about the timing, but just focus on your outward breath being longer than your inward breath. And focusing on the exhalation and laboring more on that immediately. Calms the body. Placing one hand on your heart and another on your belly and closing your eyes and doing that breath, focusing on the out breath, straight away you feel held, believe it or not. One I love is simply placing your hand on the back of your neck, place it on your stomach and lean back. And what do you feel? Once again, that that sense of being held. Held. And this is all physiological. We hold a baby's mm-hmm. neck many a time because it's still wobbly, but it's also to console a baby. The other one is simply making sure both feet are on the ground. Another really good one, quick one, is someone to breathe in and to hum. Hum. The vibrations physiologically ground you. Simply taking two fingers and pushing a chin in will line your skeletal and your varicose vein up and once aligned, any sort of tension drops. People laugh, but giving yourself a hug. Straight away, my heart, That's been a bit nervous doing this, straight away I feel protected. Similarly, placing your palms down or palms up and just counting to 10. Rubbing your hands. Just thinking, Pat, I mean, all of these are
0: very short experiences, you know, a few seconds. It's the sort of thing you could do at the beginning of a lesson. Or if students aren't online, either encourage them to do just for a minute before they start something, one of those. or One of those? Well,
1: this is what our community does every morning. Whoever's on prayer and reflection, they do a grounding activity that's based on the trauma, uh, awareness and response. Okay. Some might do a breathing, a mantra. Another very, very quick one is to stop, close your eyes, or to look outwards and to focus on what you're hearing. Science tells us when we listen, our life becomes calmer. The moment you switch from here to here to what's happening out there, you get out of here because this is a dangerous neighbourhood for many of us, particularly in lockdown.
0: And Pat's pointing to her, her head, meaning yeah. the mind.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that's that's why it's important to get out of the mind into the body. Because I know the dream talks yeah. about
0: coming back to our senses.
1: The mm-hmm. senses. And that's why many of us don't know what we feel. That's another one of the most confronting things to say to someone is, How are you feeling? Most of us go, I'm oh, fine. And we do that, not to struggle, because we don't know. Mm. We haven't had enough practice in emotional acceptance of what our emotions are and agility. So start with a sensation. Betraya King's King's right. Start with where the sensation is. So I said the sensation was the tension in my back. That says to me there's some nervousness or anxiety or worry. The other thing that we know science tells us is that a feeling, an emotional feeling lasts for only 90 seconds. Mm. but as we know that 90 seconds is a long time and some people say no it goes longer than if you sit with for example if i've got the tension if i sit for 90 seconds it will pass out of my body if i do a flight or a fright or a fawn or a freeze thing like I'm freezing now, I'm tensing up. It's got that's a reaction. Mm. I've reacted to my reaction, and it'll keep going until I keep surrender my body. Count to 90, even, or do some of those groundings, give myself a hug, place my hand on my heart, on my belly, and place it on my forehead, on the back of my neck, and just lean back push my feet into the ground straight away that grounds us we've learned at grief care when we're speaking to someone, we just gently ask them they could have both feet or at least one foot on the ground when you've got your feet up you're not grounded another way of describing grief and trauma Robin is it's an energy and it's an energy that doesn't know where to go
0: Mm, it's interesting
1: and that's why Much of our understandings around grief and trauma these days is very much bodily, physiologically. We use the word somatic. In other words, what's happening to the body? I'm an old PE teacher from way back, and it's amazing how I'm I'm now involved as a grief practitioner and it's all about what's happening physically. Why are the tears being still pushed down instead of being able to come that's physical. Okay. Where's the tension? Where's the discomfort in my body? And where's the comfort? And many a time, if you identify where you're feeling comfortable in your body and focus on that, eventually that energy and every cell in your body is going to come looking for that comfortable spot. Our bodies are wonderfully made to use the psalmist. We can hold anything in this wonderfully made body of ours we're incarnational and that's why exercise is very important too but having said that we can do too much exercise and be and the flight can be in where we're obsessively exercising whereas sitting still even tapping tapping parts of your body tapping your forehead tapping your chins Tapping your shoulders, tapping the part that feels discomfort, that brings a neurological sensation, a consolation. Keeping in mind, we go right back to where we started from. The trauma is when our safety, our security feels threatened because we feel overwhelmed and then our nervous system goes into overactive or overwork. overactive or overwhelmed nervous system is our electrical parts in our body needing to be grounded. Such a a
0: wonderful smorgasbord of of wonderful practices that I think will really speak to people. Pat, I I know, and you've said this a, a couple of times, there can be things that we can say or ways that we can respond that aren't always helpful to to our students or or to others in our lives who are going through grief or loss or, or just a really hard day what are some of the things that from your experience that that perhaps are less helpful
1: well I think the most important thing is keeping in mind that trauma is something that's happening inside of us in light of exposure to a highly distressing or disturbing situation when we're in fight. Like, for example, if I'm quite aggressive, I don't need someone to come to me and say, what's wrong with you? And that's usually the takeaway. What's going on in you? What's wrong with you? And going on you is a bit closer to the truth. But instead of saying, what's wrong with you? I'm not wrong because there is a COVID epidemic. That's the situation I'm powerless over. A better question is, what's happening? I can see you're distressed or I can see something's happening. Do you want to just sit down and you want to tell me what's going on? You can tell me, I can see something's happening. I can see something's impacted upon you. Um, So instead of saying what's wrong, ask what's happening. And many people might know at that point. But you remove the shame when you say instead of what's wrong to what's happening. And that's a less judgment and actually more appropriate and non-judgmental way to give an opportunity for someone to stop, connect with what's happening in them and say, I just feel very itchy or on the edge or nervy. In them saying it, as we said in that quote, the power's taken away. They've shared with someone. Now, the most important thing is the validation of that. When someone says, I'm feeling itchy, I'm feeling on edge, I'm feeling nervous, I can see that, I hear that. What do you need or what can I do or what's the need you have that may help you in this? What's just as bad as if you ask what's happening to someone and they tell you and then you walk off. Oh, thanks for telling me. (laughs) Validation followed by care, empathy and compassion. I'm so sorry you're feeling that. Is there something you could do or I could do to help you in that? Or, Or what do you need? And paper, I just need to go for a walk. Yeah, I can see that. That's okay. Would you like me to come with you or would you like to go by yourself? I think I just need to walk around and block by myself. Okay. It's listening, validating it, and then asking and exploring with them what need they have to bring consolation or to be able to hold that. And that's that's empathy. That's care. And the more we do that, the more we will then move to a place of compassion. Like we, many of us share our anxiety the morning in, in our team. Many of us share our fears now. I'm feeling fearful. I shared with my group this morning, I was feeling fearful doing this podcast today. Um, and, uh, and, and doing it, that fear didn't paralyse me or it didn't throw me into flight, which was flight would have been for me to go and read about another 20 books or something before this podcast (laughs) instead of accept, whenever I do anything like this, I have anxiety. That is who I am. I hold that. I share it with others. And the intensity of that anxiety hopefully hasn't impacted upon this podcast. (laughs) Oh, absolutely (laughs) a gift, Pat, pure gift.
0: but it's it is a, it's, it's it's as you've said pat i think there's something powerful when we give each other a spaciousness to, to name it and there's yeah, something in yeah. that that permission to name that is here
1: yeah yeah itself. and robin to also hold each other struggling in being able to we can't name it now talk about feelings we use a feelings wheel now you can google them a feelings wheel many a time we put up a feeling. i use a feeling wheel every morning part of our morning prayer like the psalms was is to to connect with what we're feeling and express that in a, a prayer to god i'm feeling overwhelmed today hold me in that overwhelm god okay and because we haven't had a lot of practice in not feeling safe with each other, in saying unedited. And it's got to do with that toxic positivity and that resilience. And it's got to do with us learning again to be vulnerable and to share the discomfort, uncomfortable, the suffering, the pain and the comfortable, pleasant, joyful. And it's not either or. Sometimes it will be. Sometimes there will be, that's all we feel, particularly in grief and trauma. The pain of that can be overwhelming. It passes if it is shared and carried in community. Naming our wounds, whether they happened five days ago, five weeks, five months, 50 years ago, gives us clarity of what the way in which. We've learned to survive and perhaps some of our maladjustments. And above all, it gives us freedom to heal. Once it's named, once it's witnessed, we can learn how to respond more than react. In every home today, there is a melting pot of reactions That hopefully, I pray, are being aired openly without judging with shame, so they don't get to a point. If they do get to a point of being causing harm to a person or to others, then there can even be brought that understanding where did this start? Mm. Next time you start feeling this, let's just sit down and, and. so we'll be quiet and we'll just try and connect what you're feeling. So it doesn't get to a place where I implode, and when I implode, I will hurt because I think this is comes full circle when we understand trauma. Trauma are wounds. We are all wounded. Wounds hurt. Hurt people hurt people. Unless those wounds are named, bear witnessed by others, cared for, and in time—God's time—healed. So I think, no, I know, I know, I know through the wisdom of my own experiences of, of navigating my own trauma responses that some of them come from very deep deep past wounds and many of them are the woundedness of what I'm living in this present time with others. There's power in that powerlessness Mm. and that power is wisdom. Mm. Going to another deeper understanding of what it means to be human and how to be human with each other. Pat,
0: I know you've spoken to to this in in a number of ways throughout our conversation, but I just wonder if you might have a few extra thoughts in terms of that question, well, where is God? Where is God in in all of this, in this time, when there is so much happening for so many people?
1: Well, my own life is a testimony to that. and so and and all of ours, when we can look back, at the trauma we were experiencing, the grief we are experiencing, and ask the question, how the bloody hell did I get through that? And we get through it together. Where two or three are gathered in my name is acknowledging we are a faith that believes in a God that is community, relationship, Father, Son and Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. And our God came to this earth not only to show us the potential we have in our human flourishing, but also how to walk with and integrate our wounds. Our God is a wounded saviour. And there have been so many of our mystics and our saints And many people who we know who are the little saints in our and ourselves as saints, that suffering and pain are the cornerstones of spiritual growth. And there is no hell, no trauma, no grief in which our God, through Christ in the spirit, can enter into and pull us out of. Mm. The pulling out of requires christ's body here on earth to do the pulling out and the simple pulling out is us being mindful of not reacting to other people's reacting and to acknowledge something is happening understand we in that person can i pause maybe walk away, come back and say, I care enough to know what's happening. Let's sit down and talk about it. And if you don't feel like talking about it, let's just sit here in silence. And I'll be with you. So I think there's enough wounded people around, and this is why I have to acknowledge uh, my teacher and this is Gabo Mate, who speaks the wisdom of trauma. Trauma is a way, like grief, we learn to become even more humane with each other. And they teach us not only resilience, But they teach us that nothing, absolutely nothing is wasted in God's eyes and can be used in our human flourishing. Mm. Our children, if they develop the skills of emotional agility, emotional acceptance, emotional availability to themselves and to others, will become some of our greatest prophets, because they will have learnt the most loving and challenging thing another human being can do and which our God does nonstop, and that is listen. Listen to what's happening inside. And in learning to listen what's happening inside, you can name it, and pray it, you will then be able to be present. And in being present, the presence of God for another, in feeling safe, secure, no matter what's happening. And in that safety, in that security, the overwhelm, the overworked nervous system will find its calm, consolation.
0: Peace. pat i can't thank you enough for our conversation today i've just been savoring every word you've said and have learned so much thank you for for your stories for your extensive wisdom your experience and your kindness
1: and uh and and i just am so very grateful thank you very much pat it's my pleasure and let's do it together Because community will be the immunity to COVID. Yes. Wow, that's a,
0: a beautiful one. I'll remember that one, Pat. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining our program today. If you would like to take some time now or in the future to enjoy some treasured stillness, you may like to listen to the meditation entitled Meditation 26, a meditation for centering and connection. My prayers and thoughts are with you, and I look forward to being with you next time.